0: Hey guys, welcome back to God's Lemonade Sand. I hope you guys are having a wonderful and beautiful and awesome day. Today, the topic is going to be about God's will. And I know when we think about it, it's very abstract trying to know what God's will, trying to get advice on God's will, because we don't always hear him or maybe we feel like we don't hear him. So, So I wanted to help you guys out with that. And today I have Pastor Brian here to just help us figure out a little bit more about God's will. Hello, Pastor Brian.
1: Hey, Dave, how you doing? Thanks for having me here.
0: Ah, Thank you, thank you so much. I'm doing pretty good. I hope your day has been going along.
1: Doing good, man.
0: Okay, so let's get into our first question. So we think of God's will maybe just for us, but I know that God has, God's will is also for this world. So what is his will for on a worldview?
1: Yeah, that's a great question, Dave. You know, when I, when I think about God's will on a, on a cosmic scale, you know, I, I think about, and maybe, maybe we oversimplify this, and I don't mean to do that, but I think of, of one verse where John three sixteen says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And that's the verse we know so well. But when I think about God's plan, his will for the world, it really comes down to that. His will, his plan, his agenda is seeking and saving lost people, seeking and saving a lost planet. Now I'm, I'm reminded of that when I see Jesus in his parables, even the teachings of Jesus, the whole mission of Jesus was truly, as he said himself to seek and to save the lost. So if, think about it this way, God empties the coffers of heaven. He sends his son, Jesus, to come down to die on the cross for one single purpose, to restore lost humanity. Of course. And so if he was willing to do all that, you know, there, there's, there's no greater agenda in God's heart than the restoration of humanity back to him. And you just think about Jesus' parables. You know, think about the lost coin, the lost sheep, the lost son. Yeah. If that's truly a reflection of who God is and how He feels about this world, it reflects. You know, we know God doesn't sleep, but of if course. He if He if He did, lost people would be what would keep Him up at night, because that that's what moves His heart. That's what moves His agenda. He has moved His whole world to accomplish this plan of salvation that we could be restored. And so if we're looking at God's overall will for this world, the salvation of mankind is his supreme will. That is his sovereign will that he will accomplish. He's, he's already paid everything to accomplish already.
0: So I really like that. It's just encompassing God's will in just one verse, John three sixteen, And sometimes we try to make it seem more, make it seem less, But I really like that. And maybe it's not an oversimplification. It's just really what God Mm -hmm. wants for us on a worldview. Yeah. So how about more on like a personal view? So for like a person like me, who's maybe in college or whatever, anybody who's listening that is going through, how do we know what God's will for us? And I know that's
1: hard to explain. Yeah. So so there's different levels of God's will. When we think about God's will, we think of his sovereign will, which is obviously his overreaching plan that he's going to accomplish no matter what. Then we have his revealed will, which is really what he states in the Bible, what that, what that means for us personally as human beings, what his, what his agenda is for our lives in general. And he's revealed that through his law, because it reveals really his love through loving him supremely and loving each other through the indwelling Holy Spirit. So his agenda for us, you know, broadly is to love each other and to love him first and foremost. And then We say, okay, we we get that. We see his agenda up there. We see the second level, but but what about his individual will for us? That's where we fall into those two overreaching plans. Exactly. So so we have his sovereign will. We have his broad will that's just general for every human being. Mm -hmm. But then we say, how do I fit in to that? To those two different levels of God's will. Um, You know, it's a complicated thing sometimes to to figure out God's will. And I say complicated because we sometimes look in the wrong places.
0: You know,
1: sometimes we're looking uh, at our own desires. We're looking at what we, what we think will make us happy. And we decide that must be God's will because it makes me happy. (laughs) When I believe finding God's will is a, is a deeply spiritual experience. In other words, when I say that it takes a relationship with God to listen to his voice, to speak to him, to allow him to speak to us, to have an interaction uh, for us to truly understand what his will is for our individual lives. You know, I wish sometimes God would just speak and tell me what to do. But unfortunately, oh, <laughs> yeah, but unfortunately he, he doesn't usually work that way. Um, I can share a brief story. Uh, Go ahead, yeah. When when I was in college, and I may have shared this in a sermon before, but I was wanting to to do something instead of doing construction one summer, I wanted to do something for God. I was a theology student. I wanted to experience ministry, which i never had before. So I said, I just prayed and maybe I was naive. I said, God, if you want me to do something for you this summer, I said, then just open the opportunity. And so two minutes later, the phone rings. Oh wow! And it's my friend, Mike. And he says, Brian, he says, I'm supposed to be a youth pastor in Birmingham this summer. He says, I can't be there because I'm working at camp. Would you be willing to go be the youth pastor at the Birmingham, a couple of churches in Birmingham? Well, that was one of those boom lightning bolt moments where God says, "This is what I want you to do." Exactly. There's yeah. no question. I prayed. Two minutes later, you, you, you don't you don't run for those answers. But you know, typically in my life, God has not worked in that way. I, and and I say that another story is really just my my journey in ministry to be a pastor is something I wasn't looking for or even asking. But you know, and it wasn't even a lightning bolt experience like that where I prayed and God sh- gave me a phone call or showed me uh, some miraculous way that he wanted me, wanted me to be a pastor. But instead it was a a impression that the spirit gave me in my heart. And sometimes those impressions are, are misread. And so I thought I was misreading it because I didn't feel I could ever be a pastor. And so what happened through that, and this is how God typically works in my life. And maybe for most of us is that he might give us an impression, but then he asks us to trust him and take some steps of faith in order to discover if that's truly as well. And when we do that, um, what I recognize through my experience is that there was never anything that told me directly, keep doing this, not a voice, but God used circumstances, he used people, and he used the Holy Spirit speaking to my heart through the journey to reaffirm that this is where he wanted me to be. And actually sometimes it's looking back on the journey where we recognize where God's been leading us to be in the center of his will. Um, and that's really been the case for me in my life. It's been looking back and the affirmations of where he's led, where he's opened doors, where he's closed doors, that has really reminded me that I'm right where he, he he's called me to be. And, I, and, and that's, and that's reassuring. Even when things are not as go, going right in our lives, we, we, we look back on those things to strengthen us and to reassure us, say, God, are you sure this is the right place or are you sure this is the right thing? And then he says, no, no, just look back, see where I've been leading and moving. And he reaffirms that.
0: I like that. So just making sure that I got it all right is we just have to develop a relationship with God. And for everybody, it's going to be different because we all have different circumstances. We all live live different lives, but he's going to show it to us in our own unique way. Yeah. We just have to develop that relationship.
1: Absolutely. Because his will for your life, Dave, and for everyone else, he has He has a specific plan and a good plan. And, you know, it's it's going to be different. We're like a kaleidoscope of... Of, of God's love. You know, when I say that we're, we're, we're so different in so many ways, yet God's love for each one of us is as in, is individual as if there's nobody else alive on this planet. And that's an amazing thought that he loves us that much. And just as individual as his love is, so is his plan for us and how he how we fit in the broader picture. I wanted to say one other thing though, about that plan, you know, no matter what God calls us to individually, um, I believe that within that plan of our individual lives, he always calls us as his children, into ministry, you know, of course. maybe not to be a pastor, but his plan, his agenda for our lives is always part of his agenda. So, right. so if God's plan and his passion and his overall sovereign will is to seek and save lost people, then if we're the body of Christ, in other words, if we're the church, as the church, we're called to the same thing. If we're out of, if we're not doing that, we're outside of his will. If anything of else course. takes higher priority, then we're not following God's will. And it goes for our personal lives you know, as his disciples we're called to go and make other disciples, no matter what field we're in, no matter what that individual plan is for our lives, we're always ministers for him. And so no matter what he calls us to, no matter what path, who who he calls us to marry or where he calls us to live, um, that plan is always in place. And so we can, we never need to worry or question God's love for us, his desire to be with us for eternity, but also his desire to use us for ministry. And that's a powerful thing. And he empowers us. We don't have it in us but he promises that he will send us his Holy spirit to empower us to reach people.
0: Yes, of course. And then I know you kind of already touched on the topic, but how can we realize when it's God's will, especially if it's different from what we want, like maybe I wanted to do this, but God says, no, no, we're going in this direction. And so even when it's not so blunt as sometimes it may come out to be, how how do we recognize it?
1: Yeah, you know, sometimes I think most of the time we live in the gray in yeah. life because not everything is always black and white. As a matter of fact, we probably have more gray than we like to admit. Sometimes, when we live in that realm, um, God has clear, Less saith the Lord, He has clear, don't do this. But then there's these areas of our life where we're just not sure what He wants us to do, mm-hmm. and so, you know, sometimes as we're going through a path and He asks us to, and we feel the impression to go we continue going down a path until he leads us differently. <laughs> in <laughs> other words, if we're trusting him, and that's a scary thing. Yeah. If we feel he's leading us somewhere, at least it may be something in our heart that, that we feel called to do. We can pray in that relationship and say, God, I'm gonna head this path. But if it's not the right path, if it's within his broader will that we know, yeah, obviously. yeah. Uh, but if it's within those boundaries, then we ask him to say, Lord, redirect if I'm not going in the path, close the door, open a door, redirect me, but I really, you know, it comes down, you mentioned this, it's really about a relationship. It's listening and even admitting (laughs) that we're not always going to have the answers to that question. Like how do we know we're in the center of God's will? And what if we, what if we're not sure, or what if we're not, um, or how, what if we don't understand it? And that's the big question because, you know, a lot of times we don't understand what God's doing and for good reason. Yeah, of course, (laughs) because he's so He's so much higher above us in his mind and his thinking. He says, my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. They're much higher, they're, they're infinite. Ours mm-hmm. are finite. Um, and so we have to understand and accept that. I, I'm just reminded when I think of that question of Proverbs chapter three, verse five, and, and this is really a, a key to live by when it comes to not always understanding it. Because the Bible predicts it. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And it says, don't lean on your own understanding because you're, you're, you're not gonna understand it a lot of the time. But he does say, the, uh, the, the writer of Proverbs, he says, in all your ways, acknowledge him and he'll direct your path. So really, it comes down to not leaning on what we understand or think because we're not always gonna understand. But if we acknowledge him and honor him and, surrend- be, and we're surrendering ourselves to him daily and minute by minute, we can be assured he's gonna direct us even if we don't get it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess that's like the million dollar question because it's just, we just try and we try, and we're just trying to feel, trying to, if only it could come to us as easy as Balaam with the talking donkey. But, but you know, we just, we just got to build that relationship just yeah. to get it.
1: And it comes down to faith. You know, the, the Bible says faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Amen. And so we have to accept by faith that we're not always gonna understand God's will, but we, by faith, trust him. We trust his heart. We trust his love. And that's where we need to have our foundation laid in him in his wisdom and his being and, uh, and not trust how we feel because our feelings in our hearts are deceptive. The oh, Bible says. So trusting in him and continuing that surrender every single day is the key. And we all struggle. I fail on that, we all do, but it's, it's even growing in our surrender uh, to trust him more and more every single day.
0: Well, thank you so much, Pastor Brian. And I hope you guys are just able to get maybe something of what we said here today, something that we can just help you out if you're in a dilemma, if you're just trying to decide where is God trying to take me, just sit back, listen, and sometimes just go one way. And if he wants you to do it, he'll open the doors or he'll lead you in a different direction. Amen. So thank you so much, Pastor Brian. We appreciated listening to what you had to say here today. And I hope you guys have a great rest of your day and have a great week. We'll Thanks. see you next time. Thanks for having me, Dave. Ah yes anytime. Bye.
1: Yes, Jesus loves
0: me. me so.